is Saturday night. It is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, the eve of AEW Double or Nothing. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Not bad, man. Not bad. I, I, I almost feel like, uh, you know, I'm Robert De Niro and you're Nikki Santoro, and we're getting ready to place our final bets, you know, inside the Tangiers Casino, because... Because we're going to Las Vegas, baby. And uh, I love that tell- movie. What? I love that movie. Yeah, so do I. Um, and, you know, we'll get we'll get more into this. But just, just uh, general thoughts before we get started. Um, you know, I think Double or Nothing is going to be fun. Um, but I want to get your thoughts on, like, is this card overkill? Because there's 13 matches on the, on this card, including one on the pre-show. And it, it just seems to me that it's a little much. Um, and I've always been more of a quality over quantity guy. What do you think? Well, um, when, I was, uh, when I was watching wrestling growing up, these pay-per-views, there were only four. There was uh, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, and Survivor Series SummerSlam. This was yeah. actually normal for WrestleMania. The, like, number three had 12 matches. Four had 14 matches. Yeah, but the way four was booked was just awful. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, the five had, I believe, um, 12 as well. Yeah, well, it, well, and and I guess it, that's worth but the, noting. But, but that was a diff, that was a different time. Today, yeah, today, um, if the with the way the way fans are, I think it, it's a bit much for them today. Yeah, I mean, I I personally think it's a, it's a little bit much, um, especially I think. I think there's three matches on the card in particular that don't need to be on there, um, but we'll get in, we'll get into that once we hit the um, the double or nothing um, card because we have we have two new matches and then one which was which was finalized. Why were we we were we doing the card or we're just gonna uh, go over the picks and add the new ones? We're gonna go over the picks and add the new ones. I'm just, I'm just, I just meant like there were two new matches added to the card, and then one was finalized. So it's just um, there's a lot of stuff going on on uh, Sunday night. So um, yeah, we got a lot to get to, and um, you know this is gonna be a uh, semi historic episode for us, my friend, because this will be the eighth show we've recorded this month and that is the most we've ever done (laughs) thanks to this uh absolutely crazy um month that we've had so um we are on episode 194 oh my god yes that's so insane um but uh without further ado um yeah so tonight we have nxt Dynamite, Rampage, SmackDown. Uh, I have uh, the question for you of the week for you. And then uh, we have um, the AEW tournament, the Final Four, 
Uh, no list, uh, but I do did uh, come up with an idea that I ran by my co-host off the air, and we've got time warp. I promised the audio would be back, and we are back this week with that, and we close out with wrestling roulette. Absolutely. So let's get into this with our first show of the week, NXT. Okay. This one was an interesting show. I am so done with Tony D'Angelo and this whole uh, dawn of NXT. And he's dragging Legato Del Fantasma down with him. Oh, God. But the high points I had, really, it was uh, there was only one. Everything was like a little point or just like a... F- just a flat show that was just there. So the only real high point I put up was Mandy Rose versus Indy Hartwell. And the only thing I didn't like about it is that um, Kane and Carter, I will not give, call them by their new names because it makes no sense. Kane Carter and Casey Catanzaro attacked Chi-Chi Dolan and Chasey Jane during the match. Like, from the, back, from the back area, they would chase him out to the ringside while the match was going on. So I that's, hate, only, that's I, the only I, thing I, I didn't like. I absolutely hate it when they do that. That's the only thing I didn't like. My low points, I have Wesley versus Sanga. Poor Wesley. Uh, Stacks and Two Dimes versus Idris Anofi and Malik Blade. And let me just fill you in. Tony D'Angelo has these two guys working with him. We have Troy, Two Dimes, Donovan, and Ch- Channing Stacks, Lorenzo. Oh God! Yeah, you you told me you told me about these um, these two good fellas goons. I think we need to um, resurrect um, Ray Liotta momentarily to, to tell them how to run their mafia business. Poor rest Ray Liotta. In, rest in peace. Absolutely. Maybe we should tell them to go get their shoe shine box. Exactly. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, between Goodfellas and Grand Theft Auto Vice City, I'm going to miss that guy. And uh, another low point, then, this hurts my heart. Roxanne Perez versus Lash Legend. Lash Legend is improving, but I just didn't like that they put Roxanne Perez in this match. I'm glad she won, but they messed up my predictions for the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament because I had Nikita Lyons and Lash Legend in the finals, and Nikita Lyons winning, but she's out with an injury, so I'm going to go with Roxanne Perez on this one. And... And... The entire <laughs> and the entire NXT fan base weeps with the absence of Nikita Lyons. <laughs> they do. I weep. I'm very sad. <laughs> All right, that is my um, that's my quick uh, high point, low points for NXT, and now we're gonna move over to AEW. Ben, this was a fun show. Yes, yes. This this entire this entire week um, of AEW shows, they did a really good job of um, you know making the final push into Double or Nothing, um, and 
This Sorry, was... this is how you. This should be a message to WWE. This is how you do a go home show. Absolutely, and Dynamite uh, was doubly special because not only was this the final Dynamite before Double or Nothing, but it was also um, serving as AEW's third birthday celebration. And actually, before you get into your review, I'm going to ask you the question of the week. Oh, and what's that? The question of the week that I put up on my TikTok page asks this. With three years of AEW Dynamite, what is your favorite moment so far? Um... Probably, um... Uh, FTR and, um, the, the Lucha Brothers at, uh, Revolution in that cage match. Okay, and, um, mine was, um, I have a segment and I have a match. Yeah. So, John Moxley's return with that promo that he cut. Absolutely. And Thunder Rose and Britt Baker in that Lights Out match that they had. Oh, and that's a perfect segue for um, for um, the, for me to ask you a question. So I've I've heard um, mixed things, but what did you think of the the promo that um, that Thunder Rosa cut on Serena Deep? I don't like uh, Thunder Rosa's promo. Was that this whole title run just isn't. Uh... Working for no, and, you know the the thing that I didn't like is um, the delivery was fine, but then there was a there was a botch with the music before she even finished the promo. And with face paints. Well, that actually made sense because she she said that the war paint goes on. You know, add double or nothing. That this is, you know, this is the real Thunder Rosa talking to you. So the the content of the promo was fine. It's it just the fact that they mistimed the music. Because I, I mean, but to their to their defense, I guess I thought she was done, and then the music played, and then she she went and picked the mic back up again. So I don't know. And uh, as usual, we have our fanboys out there. So we, you already know what the question is, okay? Yeah. One person wrote WWE better than AEW. That's not the question, you jackass. To which the, that Elio character answered. That didn't really answer the question, but thank you for your comment. <laughs> Then this, <laughs> then another person chimed in and said, that's your opinion, like to uh, the person, the original commenter. And then the second person said, same WV fans. AEW fans can't get WV out of their mouth. Meanwhile, WV fan, like you say that as if you choose to not like AEW due to loyalty to WWE just enjoy wrestling for fuck's sakes. 
Well, you know, um, I, I I will say this regarding the the brand loyalty thing, and this is this is the last thing I'll say about it because God knows I'm not trying to set off a forest fire with you know with online wrestling arguments. Ah, fuck. But um, spends all the same. Go on. <laughs> but but my thing personally is. You know, in terms of the kind of wrestling that I look for, I'm and the storytelling elements. By and large, I'm an AEW fan over WWE because, um, you know, I'm just tired of WWE pulling the same shit, the same matches, the same, you know, what I would what I consider to be dirty um, business dealings. Um, you know, and I I personally. I don't care how much money WWE is making that doesn't mark a successful on-screen product to me. Um, and the amount of logic gaps that exist in uh, WWE TV is mind-boggling. Now, do I have do I have an appreciation for WWE? Of course I do because I grew up with it and. Um, you know, there, there's there's always going to be some semblance of loyalty there, but I see I don't like um, when people say you know just enjoy wrestling and and whatever what have you because you know if, if I'm criticizing or if any podcaster is criticizing something, clearly they have a reason for it. Now there's a, there's a difference between. You know, being an asshole and constructive criticism, that I get. But, you know, but to just say, just shut up and watch it, it doesn't really, that doesn't really work for us. Um, specifically because, you know, we're podcasters, so in order for us to come on here and, and have an intelligent conversation with our audience, we have to watch it, whether whether we like the product or not. And our job is to break it down to the best of our ability. Of course, our opinions are going to come out because it's our, you know, is our show or, or it's, if somebody else is doing a podcast, then it, their opinions are going to come out too. But I, I don't like the whole, you know, shut up and watch it kind of thing. It's like, um, it's it's like, why do you think we're doing a podcast? We're here to talk about different aspects and different opinions on wrestling. Like, I don't know. But, you know, just in, just in general, I find uh, Twitter to be a very, uh, Twitter and Facebook to be a very um, um, infuriating place to be. Toxic? Yes. That would be the term, yes. All right, so let's get into your AEW. I just want to get that question out of the way so we don't have this in case we forgot later. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, I was a really big fan of um, of Dynamite this week. I thought they did a fantastic job uh, for a go-home show. Um, so... The for me high point right off the bat was Wardlow versus 
Sean Spears. Um, I have a question like, for you. I yeah. I'm confused, but um, Sean Spears just opens the cage door and walks out. Shouldn't the match be over? <laughs> well, well, a, a normal, a normal cage match, yes. But they, uh, the um, the commentators explained that for for this match, um, the pinfall or submission had to take place within the uh the cage and um oh so or, what, so or within the ring so escape wasn't an option to win oh okay i must have missed that part okay because i was like wait a minute you just walked out of the door <laughs> well no because originally i was confused um by that myself um and then one thing we don't need to see is that chair shot that mjf took yeah i i didn't like that um, and then the only other thing that I didn't like is if, if you're going to have MJF as special guest referee, he should factor into the decision in some capacity. I didn't like the fact that they had another ref come in and, um, mm-hmm. and count the fall. The, and and the other part of, the other part of that which is a massive logic gap um, was if if Sean Spears and MJF can double team Warlow the entire time uh, and hitting and hitting low blows and and doing this that and the other thing um, to uh, you know to keep Warlow down. Why, why can't um, why can't MJF um, overrule the original the replacement ref's decision because he wasn't the official ref in the match anyway? It was MJF. So because then, if, because then uh, the match had double or nothing wouldn't take place. I but the, but there's I understand that but. Considering how how um, MJF has taken every shortcut and thrown everything at Wardlow, the fact that he wouldn't even try to argue with the with the ref that made the three count, it's kind of stupid <laughs> to to me at least. Like the way the way I would have the way I would have done it is. If you're gonna have MJF laid out, at least have um, Warlow dr- drag MJF's body over, cut and cover, um, and make the cover, and then have, and then you can actually physically make MJF's hand make the count. Okay. Yeah, I see. I I see where you're going. But it, it, you know, so I uh, I understood it, but you yeah. know, to to me, to me, the uh, the the fact that the fact that it ended the way it did um, was a little was just a little bit disappointing. They, they they got to where they needed to go because it was it was very obvious that um, Wardlow was going to win the match by design, but you know, but. 
just a little change I would have liked to have seen. Okay. Uh, and but but other than that, this match was so much so much fun because it really wasn't a match. It was supposed to be it was supposed to be an angle because you know even at the beginning of the match, you know. Wardlow is supposed to be unlocked from the cuffs. MJF can't find the key, so he still has to fight all these guys off while he's handcuffed. And yet MJ, MJF can't argue with the refs that came in because he made the, he made the three count. So it's just a little thing like that that just didn't make any sense. But other than that, the way that they made Wardlow look was awesome. Okay. Um, and then after that, we see the the Jericho Appreciation Society backstage, and he, the wizard, Chris Jericho, throws a fireball in the face of a backstage worker, um, Wearing a John Moxley shirt, I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of not sold on this on this Jericho Appreciation Society versus you know Eddie Kingston's team. So I'm we'll so see it. Hogwarts must have lost my uh, invitation because I'm upset that I wasn't invited to the ceremony. You know, uh, well. <laughs> Well, I, I'm not sure where you're coming up with a Hogwarts. He's a, he's a wizard. Yeah, but but what kind of ceremony is it by uh, by throwing a fireball in someone's face? It's 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 not as if he's picking names out of the goblet of fire. You know? That's true. Um, but anyway, and, and then. The other, another high point I had was uh, the Hangman Page CM Punk promo. Okay, I was sitting down watching this, and I was listening to Adam Page, and I was like, "Why are you so angry?" What? Well, what? Well, it, it it made it to me. This was this was Adam Page's best promo. No, but I was like, "Why are you so angry?" Because I like, I like the promo. It was like, so it was one of his best. Yeah. So um, there was that, and then um, I didn't really like Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus Private Party. I'd give that a low point. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure why this had to be. Um, I, I would give another low point to. Um, to the Ring of Honor Tag Team title match, Rapungi Vice versus FTR. Thank you. I give that a little point. I just, I didn't really, I'm not a fan of Rapungi Vice. Um, and apparently they used a, um, they used a, a run in DQ at the end by uh, U- United Empire, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn from NJPW. Apparently, this is going to set up a match for um, Forbidden Door in June. We have another busy month coming up in June because we have, uh, not only do we have Hell in a Cell, but we also have Forbidden Door. So we're going to be seeing plenty of each other uh, in uh, in June as well. So be prepared. 
Um, oh, wait a minute. I, I missed what you said. No, I heard what you said. Jeff Cobb and Great O'Connor. Wow. Great O'Connor in AEW. Okay. But, um... But the 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 actual the actual match was a was a miss for me. Yeah. Uh, but but I would like I would like to see, um, I would like to see more of uh, Great O'Con and, and Jeff Cobb, and and I also cr- credit where credit is due. Um, the the announcers were sure to bring up the fact that we've seen Jeff Cobb in AEW before, as um. As Chris Jericho's handpicked heavy against uh, John Moxley back when their feud was taking place, so I thought that that was well played. Um, and then I would also um, I would also give a low point to um, the women's Owen Hart Foundation semifinals. Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. I really wanted, um, I really wanted a, a classic match out of this, um, and the ending is what hurt it the most because um, Jamie Hader running down. Yeah, because well, because one one once Britt hit the. Um, you know, hit the roll-up, or was trying to hit the roll-up, and she couldn't get Tony's leg, and then Tony had to try to hand it to her, and then and then Jamie Hader ran down to, to help um, to help Britt um, grab the ropes, but then, of course, the, the ropes were not grabbed at all, uh, and, and the... Uh, Commentary team had to sell it as if it was hit, as if the ropes were grabbed. Um, so I just um, the ending really hurt this one. Um, I was not. Plus, I was I was floored that uh, Tony Storm didn't win this one because Tony Tony Storm would have been my pick to to have this entire tournament. Um, I was also surprised. By um, Samoa Joe beating O'Reilly, but having said that, I am more into um, Samoa Joe versus versus Adam Cole than Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I, 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 w- I would give the main of main event a high point um, as well. All right, and I have. The pretty much the same um, as you. I I kind of liked the Britt Baker match, but I didn't like it. Uh, if that makes sense, I liked it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. All right, now we're gonna move on to Rampage. And what do we have here? Let me just pull up the. Uh-huh. Um, this was, you know, and it, 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 it figures, ladies and gentlemen, because on our last show, uh, Elio and I um, decided to drop. Excuse me, we decided to drop Rampage uh, from the reviews in, in the future because 
one, I didn't I didn't feel like Rampage um, was good enough all the time to warrant a review. And number two, we just wanted to, you know, knock down the length of the shows a little bit. And then, of course, uh, coming into uh, Double or Nothing, they had what is arguably the best Rampage they've ever um, produced. Um, which it, it just figures, given the fact that we had decided to uh, cut it from the review after the um, after the pay per view. So um, we're still gonna cut it after the pay per view as of right now. But I will say that if if we have another really good um, rampage like this, I'm sure Elio would, would agree with me. If it's if it's really good. Or, uh, you know, like a pre-pay-per-view rampage, then, of course, we'll cover it for you. Here's a thought. Instead of uh, saying, um, like, like going the good uh, rampage, we cover, we, we say we cover rampage only for pay-per-view specifically. Oh, very good. I can do that. So, other outside of uh, pay-per-views, so we, we drop Rampage, and when AEW comes around with another pay-per-view, we can take a look at, at it. Uh, absolutely. Um, I like that a lot. So, with the opening match, we had Matt Seidel versus Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson picking up the win here. I, um... You know what? I was, I was surprised at how much I liked this match, because... I wasn't anticipating it to be much of a match in the first place. I figured um, I figured Danielson would pretty much have a squash um, going into Double or Nothing. Um, but I also like the fact that the announcers brought up some history between uh, between these two. Uh, they mentioned that the last match these two had was in 2007 and. and Ring of Honor, so that was kind of cool. Um, and then I really i I didn't know what what to think about the the, the young bucks versus T- Taylor Russ and and John Cruz. Okay, first of all, John Cruz, I recognize the name because um, he he's uh, from the Independents uh, from the Indies. And uh, Russ Taylor, well, he was just in a, in NXT. It's one of the yes. original members of the Diamond Mine. But uh, yeah, this one, just by looking at uh, the names in this match. But then the, you know, and then and then here come the the young bucks, and they bring out Gangrel. What? What? So say it again. What? They're uh, so the young bucks come out and they're dressed up as the Hardys. And they then, brought out Gangrel. Oh, and then they they bring out Gangrel, and then after after the match, you know, they they, uh, they turn on Gangrel, and it looks like they're gonna hit the V trigger on him. Did they they, they, they play some stupid random knockoff uh, for Gangrel's music? uh, Well, they didn't have Gangrel's music, but 
Um, no, I know. I'm sure they didn't. I'm saying, did they have some knockoff or no. something? Oh, no, no music at all. No, they. Um, I no, I believe they came out to the Hardy's music. So Gangro came out to the Hardy's music. Wow. <laughs> no, no, the Young Bucks came out no, to the Hardy's I'm music. No, I'm talking about Gangro. He did. He come out to music. That's what, that's what I'm saying. During the entrance for... Um, oh, I know. Okay, I understand. It was, they were still playing. The Hardys were still playing. I guess. Yeah, the, the Hardys was, okay, music okay. was still playing. That, when, that's, uh, that's where I was getting confused. Okay. Yeah. No, I got you. Um, so so that, that that was fun. Actually, uh, actually just, uh, before you go on, so Tom Cruise was in NXT as well. Yeah, I remember. Back in uh, 2017 and 2016. And then... Oh, okay. I uh, I love your little history lessons. <laughs> Professor Canella. Um, and then I really liked um, the main event between Soho and... Um, and uh, Chris Satlander. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Owen Hart Foundation Tournament semifinals. Um, you know, it's it's weird because. Well, uh, there, th- wasn't there one match before that? Um, yeah, but I, I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm talking about high points. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, and well, and then, sorry, and then we'll go back and do the low points. Still in the high points. Okay, go on. Yeah. So I really like this match. Um, and then, but you, but it, you you messaged me on though about something about they were, they were booing or something. Um, yes, the crowd was booing because the match ended with an Oklahoma roll that Soho pinned um, Statlander with, and and the crowd didn't like that, which I which I found funny because. I always complain when there's roll-ups or Oklahoma rolls or any kind of roll-up finish. I just think it's overplayed. But, um, but yeah, the crowd wasn't having it, and uh, Soho had to get on the mic and say, you know, I understand, but do you do you know what this tournament means? I had to do what I had to do. Um, so... You know, I so I understand the frustration because I I personally don't like um, those kind of finishes. But but that being said, I thought the match was very good. It's a little bit predictable because everybody knew that Statlander wasn't going to make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. So, but I to, to be honest with you, I'm just going to let my my fandom come out a little bit. I I have been dying for for Soho to, to be put in an important position. So I'm really excited that um, that she's back in an important role and in an important match on the pay-per-view because, I mean, they, they had her doing nothing, not even showing face for months and months and months. Now, granted, I don't know if there was a personal reason for that, but I'm just, I'm just glad to see uh, Ruby Soho back on – back – in an, a meaningful storyline and a meaningful match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's all I had for, for uh, high points. 
Um, but can, can we... Okay. Now... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here, people, and you you might not like me for this, but I just have to be honest with you. One of my low points was the fact that they added two more matches two days ahead of Double or Nothing. Yep. I did not like that. There there has been. Virtually no build for these matches whatsoever, in my opinion. Yeah, I have a problem with uh, one of them. Well, well, and and and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get get to that because I want I want to hear that. But let me let me just um, break down what these matches are, and and then I'll I'll pass you the virtual mic. Um, so we have Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. That was added. And we also have um, a trios match with um, with Sammy Guevara, Tay Conti, and Frankie Kazarian versus Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zandt. Why? <laughs> That's my fucking question. Why? And then and then they. They've done this kind of segment once before, once before um, when um, when American Top Team took on um, took on the Inner Circle on pay per view, where the, where they um, where American Top Team headquarters was broken into and, and shit was smashed up. Well, they did the same thing here. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Frankie um, Kazarian were uh, cut off the promo that uh, Dan Lambert and company were having in the ring, and and we see and we see the the TNT title getting smashed up with sledgehammers, and and then and then they go on to raid the. Um, American Top Team facility, and it's just like I get it, but we've seen that before. Now, the one positive I will give to this segment is because the titles were smashed up last week, which is the clip that they were showing before the American Top Team headquarters segment. Uh, the one thing I will say. Is the new the new championship which was presented to um, to Scorpio Sky by Dan Lambert this week? That TNT title is beautiful. I mean that is absolutely stunning with the purple and the Lakers colors and it's just I loved it. That's my favorite version of the uh, TNT title that I've seen so far. So. Um, but my que- my question being, why would they add this match now? So you know, I I don't like it. This, this just it, it adds two more matches to the card, which means we, like I said earlier, we now have twelve matches plus one on the pre-show. That's thirteen matches, ladies and gentlemen. Which means, in all likelihood, we got a five-hour pay-per-view coming our way. 
Nobody wants a five, six-hour pay-per-view. So, um, before I go off on too much of a rant, uh, Elio, what were you going to say about the, the, the one match? That's the match that uh, I have a problem with. And uh, Kazarian, what does he have to do with uh, Sammy Guevara? Because, so now he's a heel, and uh, this week he also showed up on Impact Wrestling. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Trey Miguel. I am somewhat familiar. Okay, so you see Faye uh, face Trey Miguel on Impact this week. So, I, I don't know. He's, he's a heel all of a sudden. Like, well, and, and I I understand your your uh, confusion. I think that that um, that team came to, came to pass because of the of the disrespect shown to Scorpio shown by Scorpio Sky, excuse me, to his former part, partner Frankie Kazarian a few weeks ago when uh, when Frankie was asking for a. Uh, um, TNT title match, and even though he got it, there was just a there was disrespect on the side of um, of Scorpio Sky. So I think that, that that's why Sammy or that's why Frankie was added to, to the match, just to add an extra level of uh, you know um, animosities to the match. And plus, they they needed they needed a third body in the trios match. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would that would make semi sense, and that was one of them. So, All right. okay. I I mean I don't think it was necessary to add two matches. I would even I would even go as far as to say that the that the pre show match, which I believe is um, Hulkowson. I don't believe that match is necessary. I I don't think um, I, said, I don't think I'm still not sure who Mark Sterling is. I mean, I didn't know he was a wrestler. I only know him as Jay Cargill's lawyer. <laughs> and speaking speaking of Jay Cargill, I don't think her match with Anna Jay was necessary at all um, because that was barely built up whatsoever, and then all of a sudden it's on the card. So it's like it's like the conversation that we were having earlier, folks. Um, you know, Elio brought it up. Well, this is how they did wrestling, you know, back in the day, and and even you know even through my childhood, this is how they did wrestling. You know, the four big pay per views, and I certainly like this format much better than. You know the monthly pay-per-view format that WWE does. Um, so I I understand it, but at at the same point, um, you know en- enough is enough, and you know and twelve thirteen matches that's a lot on any pay-per-view, let alone yeah. one that goes one night. Yep. And um, you know so. So if if I criticize WWE for for stuff, I have to criticize AEW when they do the same thing. I I get it, but at the same time, I'm a quality over quantity guy. And uh, and to me, to me, you could easily ditch, you know, three matches on that card 
you know, including in, including certainly Hook and Dan, Danhausen. You know, we don't and we don't need these matches that were made two, two days ahead of time. It's like it just strikes me as unnecessary. Um, you know, and you you could still have the same quality pay per view without these matches. Where did Darby Allen and Kyle O'Reilly come from? <laughs> That's such a random match. Um, I I don't know. Darby Allen cut a promo. That's um, that's so random. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't I didn't quite catch the 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 rationale. But you know. It just, it doesn't need to be the case, you know, is what I'm saying. So, we got a long night ahead of, it should, don't get me wrong, I think the Double or Nothing is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I already ordered it. We're good. But, it, but it, I think it's just going to be a long night, and some of it may be unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that being said, um... We will. Um, do you want to do the predictions for the for those matches now? Because we, like I said, we now have Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho finalized. Maybe we can do that before we get into SmackDown. Is that what we gonna do? Yeah. All right. Let me just pull up the card here. So double or nothing. Hold on. I still have Aerosmith opened. Oh, that's that's uh, good stuff. What song were you listening to? I I was uh, just one uh, building on Spotify. I'm like rebuilding my playlist, so I have like a one folder with 1960s to 2020 and uh, 2020s, and I have like all the classics. They're like ACDC, Aerosmith. So I've got like Crying, Falling in Love is Hard on the Knees. Um, Crazy, uh, Mama Ken, all their old stuff. Yeah, I don't know Mama Ken, but... Uh, oh, that's from, yeah. my, I believe, their uh, first album in 73. Okay, I'll have to look that up. Um, but, uh, do you have the, the, the card up all yet? Right, so I, I have the card up right now. Yep, I have it in front of me. Okay, so... The first new one was was that uh, six person tag match. Who do you got? Top team, or um, or um, or Frankie, Sammy, and Tay. I've got American top team. God, I hope so. But wait, hold on. I wanted to win, but it says, yeah, yeah, I've got American top team because then if they win. Sammy, neither Sammy Guevara or Frankie Kazarian can ever challenge for the TNT Championship as long as Sky is champion. Absolutely. So, so I've, that, I've got America top team. I agree. And then, um, and then we have Soho versus versus Baker. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to go over Baker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And then uh, we have Darby Allen, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. Um. Uh, I think Kyle O'Reilly needs it more. Yeah. 
I'm going to go with Kyle O'Reilly based on the showing that he had in the tournament. Yeah. And then, um, oh, shit. Hang on, man. Hit, hit pause. One moment. Oh. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. Kyle O'Reilly needs it more, so... Like I said, based on hit the showing in the tournament, I'm going to give this one to Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, now, yeah, so we, uh, yeah, let's so just to recap the other matches. We have Hookhausen versus Mark Sterling and Tony Nese. I'm going with Hookhausen. Yeah, Unnecessary. Definitely. Yeah, completely unnecessary. Jade Cargo versus NRJ for the AWTBS Championship. I'm going with Jade Cargill. Me too, even though the match doesn't need to be on pay-per-view. House of Black versus Death Triangle. I've got the House of Black. Same here. Uh, Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Who did I have before? I think you, I think you had the Young Bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going with the young bucks on this one. I'm gonna go with the Hardys. Okay. Uh then we have AEW Tag Team Championship, Jurassic Express versus Team Taz versus Keatling Swerve Strickland. I'm gonna go with Jurassic Express. Yep, Jurassic Express retain. Uh Jericho Appreciation Jericho Appreciation Society gonna hit the name. <laughs> See, you can't even get it out of your mouth. It's that disgusting. <laughs> Versus Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, and Blackpool Combat Club. I've got, um... You know what? I'm going with the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, me too. Then we have Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. I've got Britt Baker. Baker. Adam yep. Cole versus Simone Joe. I have Adam Cole... Adam Cole. MJF versus Wardlow. I've got Wardlow. Wardlow. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. I've got Thunder Rosa. Same here. And in the main event for the AEW World Championship, Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk. I've got CM Punk winning. Yeah, so do I. So we only disagree on one match. Mm -hmm. So great minds think alike, my friend. Great minds think alike. Right, so that is the weekend wrestling. Uh, well, hang on one second. Uh, well, for well, for as far as AEW, we have, we still have one more show to go. In SmackDown. I am so sorry, folks. I am so incredibly <laughs> sorry. I know, I know, we were having a party. I know we're getting ready for uh, double or nothing weekend. I was ready to move on. What are you doing to me? You can you can call uh, Nicky Santoro and have him whack me. I I, I wouldn't blame you at all, or, or maybe not maybe not whack me, but you can definitely break my hand like Sam Rothstein did to that uh, that one guy in the casino. Uh, but I have to go over SmackDown. God, SmackDown fucking sucks. It just does. There's, there's no if, if, ands, or buts around it. But, believe it or not, I did have a high point. 
And that was the um, opening segment with um, the Usos. With the Usos. And the only reason I say that is because um, is because I I like the fact that they were given some sort of recognition for the twelve years. That was cool, and. I didn't necessarily have a problem with it because everybody knew that they were heels and that they were going to turn that way. Was it completely necessary? No, I don't think so. But um, when, when you're dealing with a show like this, uh, you, you have to be really, um, you have to be very, um, you know, if you're going to have a high point, you know, that's got to be it. Because the rest of this, absolutely Lows. I, I I don't know what what else to tell you. So match number one, we have Ronda Rousey versus Raquel Gonzalez. I okay, let, let me tell you something. And I told you this off air. I yeah. asked you. I said, I'm sorry, I'm confused. Who's the SmackDown Women's Champion? Because why is this a championship contenders match? I don't know. <laughs> That's just stupid because if Raquel won, which you know, she's she's still gonna get to face Ronda. That's just it doesn't make sense. No, it does it does not make any sense whatsoever. And I, but I didn't like uh, the original because uh, all all the free interference. Well, yes, and, and but let let me explain to you guys how the Teddy Long special came to be, because Elio is right. Originally, it was Ronda Rousey versus Raquel Gonzalez, which, which in and of itself wouldn't have made sense, but then it got weird, because now we have now we have Ronda and Raquel versus Baszler and, Nat- and Natalia. And did you see they uh, changed uh, the name for uh, Raquel's finisher? Yes, I did. <laughs> And and I I found the reported reason for that. Yeah, I know it was just stupid. Just stop. Because apparently, in addition to it meaning badass woman, which is why she was given that uh, finisher name, finisher name uh, to begin with. Apparently, it also means fuck. I wonder how many people. Would have would have actually, you know, it's not that people are stupid, but how many people would actually give a shit if it if it if it meant fuck? I I you know, I highly doubt the six and seven year olds in the audience are gonna look that up and realize that it means fuck. Like, seriously, <laughs> you know, I I mean, uh, I uh, hate uh, people uh, in this world uh, today. I, I, I'm I'm being serious, folks. No, uh, I I mean if you if you have listened to this show even for two minutes you understand and I don't mean this show in particular I I mean just the podcast in general you would understand that that I love sprinkling the word fuck throughout my language like steak seasoning (laughs) you know I (laughs) you know it, it it warms my heart and it makes me feel better and it reduces my stress to be able to say Fuck WWE, it just does. But in general, 
Even my mom knows I have a dirty mouth with a golden heart. It's just... What the hell? You know, that that was how that she described me um, earlier this week. I don't know why. I don't know. But the point is, you know, um, I'm almost 34. Elio, you just turned 48. You know, we... We can use the word fuck. Yep. And it's fine. But, but WWE doesn't even want to be associated with it because it might hurt the little children. It's not like you're saying fuck on the air. <laughs> like, they literally bleeped out Chinkana Bomb in, 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 the, in the, you know, the tape delay because they found out after the fact that... In some iteration, the word might mean fuck. Can, oh, can who gives a fuck? I know. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I just, I, I get it, but it's so stupid. And speaking of stupid and this match, can I just, can I just back up a little bit? Okay. Before. Beep. The, beep. Uh, beep. I love you. You're, you're, you're weird as fuck, and I love it. Anywho, after that smooth segue, I have no choice. That was that was marvelous. So before before all this came to be, the um the rest of the SmackDown locker room, women's locker room, is in the back, and they're complaining about how. Ronda Rousey, or I'm sorry, not Ronda Rousey, I'm getting all tongue-tied. How Raquel Rodriguez, it should be Raquel Gonzalez, uh, has a um, a women's championship match already. I love how Shotzi's trying to act like the locker room leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, meanwhile, I guarantee you, she's on Nick Khan's budget cut list. For, for after the pay-per-view. But anyway, so there, well, I agree with you. Um, but um, so they're complaining about her getting a tag team, or not tag team, but a women's title match. Yep. Which, which, is, which is justifiable because she's been there for a cup of coffee and a donut. I, I wonder what flavor donut she likes. I'm just curious. Um... <laughs> But but then again, who else do they have on that roster outside of outside of Shayna Baszler who's gonna give us a compelling match against Ronda Rousey? That that's the only other one that I'd be interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. And and they were and, and I also love this. They're they're like they weren't just bitching about this week. They were bitching, saying that Raquel has gotten multiple opportunities for the belt. Uh, no, you idiots. I'll tell you what, for a world for a world record holder, you sure aren't that smart. If you can't count past one, you fucking, you know, it's just... She's had one opportunity so far. One. God... Damn, I hate this, I hate this show. <laughs> then, 
I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked Adam Page. Why are you so angry? Well, I already know why, but well, because I'm I'm going to tell you why I'm so angry. So, so after this um after this riveting conversation takes place, uh, Shati goes to open the door, right? And among the the women in the room. As this is happening, we have Shotzi, we have Natalia, we have Shayna, and there's Aaliyah, right? Oh. And as well, I don't blame you. She's she's absolutely adorable. Um, I I have a fondness for Aaliyah, although I guarantee you she's gonna get a phone call from Johnny Laurinaitis. Fuck you, John Laurinaitis. Just saying, um, <laughs> but um, but so as as this whole dialogue is going is going on, we we have Aaliyah who stepped out of the out of the room uh, prior to the end of the segment, and here comes here comes Shati to um to open the door to to go to the ring to protest. Um, you know, Raquel and Rhonda taking place, right? She can't get the door open. Well, two weeks ago, I don't know if you remember this, but two weeks ago, Shotzi locked um, Aaliyah in the locker room. So now now they're doing the same thing. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is not second grade. (laughs) What the fuck is going on here? Did, did um am am I missing something? I'm like stupefied. Is it is this a case of who stole my lipstick or whatever the whatever the fuck you want to call it? I just I don't I don't understand this fucking show. Um, you know, and then oh my god, as if it couldn't get any worse. We have a knockoff boombox Lesnar. Wait, is that, just, that, is that the second match? Or oh, these are low points. Go on. Yeah, this is this, this is the third match. Oh, it's it's all low wait, points. Wait, 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 wait. Is isn't it crazy? Like the 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 first match didn't take place until like twenty minutes into the SmackDown. Yes, it is. Crazy. I just you know. I don't, I don't understand this motherfucking thing. But anyway, um, speaking of more duds, yeah, Shanky, <laughs> we get a tag team title match between Los Lotharios and Ginger Mahal and Shanky. Okay, well here comes Los Lotharios, and they're di- this is bad, and they're doing their kiss cam thing with with um, a lady in the front row, and then they. So flirt with uh, Samantha Irwin. Samantha Irwin looked like she couldn't give a single fuck, and I I, I don't blame her at all. So then then after after the camera mercifully cuts away from this bullshit, and we are forced to hear Ginger Mahal's theme. Well, there's no gender, and so they play it again. 
And then, and then the camera cuts to uh, Jinder walking backstage. He's looking for Shanky to go start their fucking match. <laughs> We're on air, people. <laughs> he, he goes and opens the door. And there's Shanky dancing along to Jinder's theme song. <laughs> what? Is that what that was? He was dancing to Jinder's theme song? Yeah. Oh, my God. God, and and he, he's got a radio or a boombox looking thing sitting on top of the locker. I'll tell you what, the only time I've ever been entertained by a dancing segment was when Paul Heyman was jamming along with uh, with Brock Lesnar's theme song when Brock was doing the boombox gimmick. I mean, this this is just, this is not fun. This this seven-foot monster can't fucking dance. I'm just, you know, they, they say white people can't dance. Well, that particular job can't dance either. Holy shit. <laughs> make it stop, ladies and gentlemen. Just make it stop. And so, so, and then, as if, as if this couldn't get any worse, so then... Jinder gets distracted in the middle of the match because, once again, Shanky decided to do a little dance outside the ring trying to impress uh, uh, Samantha Irwin. Samantha Irwin had a, had a rough night between Los Lotharios and Shanky showing yeah, off her yeah, dance she, moves. She, she, that, she had that look on her face like, what, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't have cared less. And, and like I said, I don't blame her, but... This thing is just like I'm like what the fuck, and then and then Max Dupree is officially on the SmackDown roster. Oh, I like that name, Max Dupree. No, no, I, you know what? I have one, L E O C. Oh God, <laughs> you're, you're you're trying too hard. I know. Okay, and then. I, w- I wanted to like, um, I'm not going to give this a low point, but I wanted to like the segment between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Oh, I put, I, I put that as a high point. I, I just liked the back and forth. Well, you're an idiot. You're a moron. Idiot. Moron. And then it's like, and you're a liar. Liar, liar, pants And my pants aren't on fire. <laughs> I mean, come on! I, I just love Kevin Owens. Like he just makes it work. Yeah, well, I'm just getting tired of it. That's all. Um, and then again, we have a trios match with the New Day and Sheamus, Ridge, Holland, and Butch. Uh, I mean, what, what, what have they done to Pete Dunne? I don't know. And then to make matters worse. Guess who, guess who replaced Big E? Oh, oh, I know, I know, I know. Can I take a guess? Elio. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> oh, my God. This shit sucks. This shit is fucking terrible. <laughs> and literally, that was it. I mean, literally, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you missed the first ten minutes of SmackDown... Like, you missed the only semi-entertaining part. And we got you covered. I mean, this shit sucks. If you don't have to watch this shit because you don't do what Elio and I do, and that means 
you know, put a podcast out every week, or, or at this rate, put multiple podcasts out per week. Oh, um, just just this past week, um, Elio, it you, you know it's it's Saturday as we sit down and re- record this. This will be our fourth podcast of the week. Wow! Holy shit! <sighs> and mercifully, ladies and gentlemen, the SmackDown review has come to an end. All right, so um, that's what we have. Thank God. Can we get to the fun stuff now? Okay, I don't, now I don't have a list for you this week. However, I do have the AEW tournament, and I this week we have the Ben went down to the final four. Oh, very cool! That'll be awesome. All right, so. Um, in the first match, we had Adam Cole versus Ty Conti. And Adam Cole won with 72% of the votes. Oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that Ty Conti even got 28%. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Oh, okay, you know what? Hold on, I have to answer this. I have to answer this person because they left a stupid comment on the post. And, and their comment was, that's not the Adam Cole theme, which I didn't put the Adam Cole theme. So I'm just going to answer him. Yes, I'm well aware of that. Thank you very much. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Elio doesn't deal well with online trolls. No, I've had to deal with them for 10 Freaking years since I started at uh, that that website. Yes, and and I don't blame you because I don't have much patience for it either. So now now I, I get to be a troll on a TikTok. I go into the WWE feed and I'm like, "What are you kids watching there? What is this?" <laughs> Oh, that's tremendous. I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah, okay. Um, the last pay per view, what was the last pay per view we had? Uh, backlash. Okay, so they were showing an old backlash from uh, when, when did they have that uh, Charlotte Flair Rhea Ripley Oscar match? That was 2020? or uh, I'm not sure. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't okay, want to make well, myself So, okay, so, anyways, they were showing that match. So, I go in there, I'm like, what are you, what are you watching there? And they're like, it's WWE Backlash. I'm like, oh, it's wrestling, okay. Yeah, I don't know much about that. I mean, I really have no time to watch this stuff. So, and then, I, the Asuka was doing, Asuka was uh, in a match, and she had done a move. I'm like, who's that one with the colored hair? And they're like, the one with the colored hair is Asuka, the blonde is Charlotte Flair, and the other one is real. Oh, that's game. tremendous. And I'm like, oh, wow, thank, thank you so much. I, I genuinely did not know who who these women were, because like I said, I don't watch this. And this one person, why, why, do you, why do some of you fans have to be so nice? Because you make it so hard for me to be a troll. 
<laughs> because this one person goes, oh, anytime, always glad to help out a fellow WWE fan. <laughs> and then they, they, they had they had the thunderdome around the around the brink. Okay, I'm like, oh, what are those little windows around the brink? <laughs> they're like, oh, it's the thunderdome. I'm like, I'm like, wow, this company is doing great things. <laughs> I literally, I can't breathe. <laughs> Literally, the fact that I'm so upright is a goddamn miracle. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay. So, 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 like, I go in there and not knowing anything, like, making, like, I'm stupid about wrestling and everything. And then before I leave, I'm like, by the way, enjoy Backlash. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, Adam Cole uh, wins uh, the, the, the the first match. In the second match, we have CM Punk versus John Mark John Moxley, and CM Punk wins with sixty one percent. I can see that. The um, I don't know the wild thing theme. I, it doesn't really work for him. Sorry. The Wild Thing theme, I don't think, works for uh, John no. Moxley no. in AEW. I understand that's his NJPW theme, but I just I don't think it works in AEW. So, in the finals, we have CM Punk versus Adam Cole. And I will have those results for you next week. Now, I, I told you something off-air that I had an idea for. Now, you know how I'm always uh, bringing up uh, movie lists, like top ten lists. Yes, sir. I was, I, I came up with this idea that rather than just rhyme off a top ten list, like number ten, number nine, number eight, I'm thinking about turning the top ten, whatever that may be at that, that week, turning it into a tournament. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. And I... Uh, Sorry, I, w- I would still, I, w- I would still like to do like a top ten list because like from time to time, because I think like if we do the Disney things or something like that, that'd be fun. But but by and large, I don't really have an issue with the tournament format because I kind of dig it. Like me, what I can do for like every when like if we're gonna we can even. Uh... I can run the list by you, and then you can decide if you want to do a tournament or if you want to just leave this on a list cool. before we uh, actually do a, do this on the air. Cool. Like for this week, um, I found this earlier, and let me just grab the list itself because I have it on my phone. So this list is, let me just pull it up here. It is the top heel for every year from 1980 to 89. So, I mean, we can even turn that into a, to- a tournament. Oh, hell to yeah, see, let's do that. To see who the who the true top heel of the 80s really was. Well, I I already have my answer in mind, but... No, but the, these matchups, uh, I'm going to, like, what I'm going to do is, I used to do this when I was a kid and I had my wrestling magazines, you know how they had the ratings? 
So I would like put number one versus number ten, number two versus number nine, and so on. Right. Yeah, so definitely. I, I'm thinking we can do that. Like, um, like that, that, uh, that's almost like NBA and NFL seedings. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So we do like a single, uh, a single round tournament. Cause so you put like a top ten, and then we can just do like as uh, as it uh, breaks down to the finals. Very cool. I like that. All right. So um, from there. <clears throat> Now that we've taken care of that, and the AEW tournament, Ben, we have Time Warp. Time Warp is back. Yes. I and love it. Fans, I promised I'd bring uh, back the September 25th, 1982 episode of Mid-South, and that is what we're going to do right after this short break. All right, Ben, Time Warp. Back to September 25th, 1982. On this, um, the, there was no movie on this date, but the day before, we had the release of a movie called Yes, Giorgio, starring Luciano Pavarotti. Oh, very cool. And in music on that day, let's take a look at what we had here. In music on the American charts, we had the number one song, Abracadabra by the C. Miller Band, and the number one song on the UK charts was Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Oh, Lord. <laughs> How did those two get switched around? I, I would think Eye of the Tiger would be number one on the US charts. I don't know. That's very interesting, though. <laughs> And this was a Saturday night in the Irish the Irish Boys uh, Club in New Orleans. And we had Mid-South Wrestling TV taping. Cool. So, let me set this up. All right, so we're over the first match, and Ben, I'm gonna do the match, the winner, and then I'm gonna pause and get your thoughts. All right, so here we go with the opening match. Ladies and gentlemen, our first event, a four-man tag team bout, one fall, or ten minutes, a combined weight over 485 pounds. The team of the Grapplers. Their opponents, both from Tennessee, from Nashville, 226 pounds, Johnny Rich. And from Knoxville at 218 pounds, Tim Horner. The not one, but two Grapplers identically dressed. Backdrop of the Crappler still shades of wrestling too. He's still trying to insult wrestling too by trying to outperfect wrestling two's own weapon, the knee lift. Also going back into the Crappler twist. Young Tim Horner down for the count. All right, so the Grapplers versus Tim Horner and Johnny Rich. 
I get. I gotta tell you. I know. I know. I say this every time we do a time warp, but it always. It's always fascinating to me because the guys that I know as you know jobbers on WWE TV, you know they were big stars back in the day. And I, it's like I had to recalibrate my brain, you know. Right. But it, it's um, you know, I gotta tell you, I'm not too familiar with the grapplers, um, but um, you know, so I, I would have, I would have expected this to be more of a Squash match? I don't know. No, but, that's that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> Mike Sharp. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. So you know, I, but I, then again, I feel like it's these segments that make my age show because it's, it's like you know, you're like, how old are you in 1982? Oh, I'm I'm minus six. <laughs> and know? I was eight years old. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's always trips me up because as much as I tease you, sometimes I forget about our age difference. All right, here we go with the next match. Our second event, one fall or 10 minutes. Introducing to you from Charlotte, North Carolina, 233 pounds, a star child, Billy Starr. This guy with his music. Isn't he, yeah. isn't he special? He gets such a long intro. What, Star Child or? No, Junkyard Dog with that uh, music. Well, yeah, but it's Junkyard Dog, so it's, it's you know, it's understandable. I know. And uh, they don't even show them coming out, because when I'm watching this, they don't show them coming out down the aisle. They actually. It looks like they're like standing at the back of the arena and they just like walk towards the ring. Yeah. So Junkie Dog defeating Billy Star and then the next match. Our next match, one ball or ten minutes, two hundred twenty eight pounds from Birmingham, Alabama, Larry Clark. And from Atlanta, Mr. Wrestling number two. Two men from the south, the purple clad Larry Clark versus the white and black trim mask and trunk, Mr. Wrestling two. Larry Clark is finding out what it's like to be in there with Wrestling two as he is getting hammered. Oh, 
That knee lift is awesome. The snap and power and drive. And make that one more win to the long string of victories by Mr. Rassing, too. We'll be back with a look. Wow. Well, that, that was to be expected. A knee lift wins a match. Uh, yeah, you can you can really tell that this was a different time because today, like a knee lift, is just a basic move. And now this next match was pretty much uh, the highlight of the show and um, the heavily promoted match on this episode. It was a lumberjack match. Oh, I, I hate lumberjack matches now. Our next event. A Lumberjack Rules match. Introducing at over 450 pounds, 6 foot 10, General Skander Akbar presents the One Man Gang. His opponent from Amarillo, the Colonel himself, Buck Robley. Lumberjack style match. The One Man Gang versus Colonel Buck Robley. Both men struggling to get to their feet. This battle's taking a toll on him. Buck Grub kicking the man. One man getting his head at the top turnbuckle. Buck's loading it. Buck's loading up that brace. The one man gang's head took a shock into that buckle. The one man gang struggled to his feet. And Buck comes off with that brace. One, two, three. The whole crowd counted. And Rowley's one. Skandar Akbar will have to face him here next week. So Bug Robley defeats a one man gang in a lumberjack match. Um now part pardon the question, like I said, this probably shows my age. Can you explain to me who who Bug Robley is? I have no uh, idea. You know what? I don't even know myself because I hadn't even until I started watching, I hadn't even heard of him myself. But let me uh, let's see if we can find some information on Colonel Buck Robley, as they would call him. So, Buck Robley. Let's see what info we can pull up. So, Buck Robley, um, I got this from SlamWrestling.net. He died on May 28, 2013. He was a key figure in pro wrestling behind the scenes. Quote, I created a lot of people that you see out there today, he bragged, not that long ago. Quote, the Freebirds are my creation. Bruiser Brody was my creation. Teddy Biasi, I helped his career. A lot of people don't know that. They thought I was just a big old dumb wrestler. So uh, apparently he was a... He was, uh, he worked backstage helping a lot of, uh, today's wrestlers. Oh, very cool. Alright, so that brings us to our next match. It is a tag team match, and it involves Ted DiBiase. Ah, what a, what a... Our next event, one fall, a ten-minute time limit, a four-man tag team bout. Introducing from New York City, 276 pounds, Hacksaw Duggan. The current reigning North American heavyweight wrestling champion, 274 pounds, Ted DiBiase. Their opponents at 238 pounds from Brooklyn, New York, Vinny Romeo. 
his head and his face, no helmet, no protection, just drives it in and he levels it. Power slam by DiBiase. One, two, three. Tremendous victory for Ted DiBiase and Hacksaw Duggan. You would think that Jim Duggan and Teddy Biasi left the ring after winning the match, but no. Yeah. They stayed around because they were very angry and they had something to get off their chest. Considering who it involves, 
Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get right back to you. Hold on one second. I, I wasn't ignoring your uh, your uh, segment there, my friend. But hang on one second. Do you need to pause? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry we had we had to pause to check out what seems to be a uh, a breaking news situation. Uh, now, take this with a grain of salt, considering who, who I'm about to talk about, because um, it is MJF, and he uh, and he has been very public uh, regarding his um, contract dispute with AEW, and he's been teasing uh, signing with WWE once his contract runs out in 2024. Um but uh, but I do feel compelled, especially since this is a double or nothing uh, pre-show podcast, to, to um, read this to you. So it says, MJF no-showed AEW Fan Fest in Las Vegas, Nevada, according to a report from PW Insider. The report notes that the top star legitimately did not appear as scheduled, and the company was unable to make contact with him to find out why. The report notes there's been a feeling that MJF hasn't been on the same wavelength of late, of late behind the scenes with AEW management and that, that he has been keeping more to himself behind the scenes. It, go, it goes on to state that MJF has reportedly been unhappy with his contract situation and pay scale in recent weeks with some of his concerns spilling over onto AEW television. I, ha- I personally have not have not seen that outside of what could what could be very legitimate character work because we all know MJF and uh, you know his his character which is why I'm telling you to take this uh, with a grain of salt, ladies and gentlemen. We are not reporting this as legitimate news. Um, you know, we're not buying this hook, line, and sinker. We're just you know the we're just reporting it to you based off the fact that this has to do with double or nothing potentially. And then, then don't say and don't say. Well, why are you reporting it at all? Because uh, that's not a valid uh, question. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's look. We understand very well yeah. who who MJF is and the kind and the kind of character he plays. No, I'm and, saying. I'm saying. You know, like you, there's always that one fan that would be like, "Well, then why are you bothering reporting it?" Because it has, because it's directly related to, to yeah. no, that's why, or nothing. That's, that's why, that, and that's why I said, and uh, don't uh, don't uh, say why. Well, why are you reporting it at all? Because it, we're doing it because it has to do with the pay per view, and it affects exactly. pay per view. So yeah, that doesn't work here. So yeah, exactly. All right, so that that, that was the end of uh, Mid South for this week. Absolutely. I'm sorry to have seemingly cut you off. So, um, that, that was, uh, like I said, I don't like to add clips of matches that are already in progress. I like to have watched match from beginning to the end. So, we, the final segment was a clip of the Mongolian stomper, Archie Goldie, facing two, uh, two, Local wrestlers in a in a handicap match. 
was the final segment, but the official final segment was that uh, interview with Ted DiBiase and Hacksaw Duggan. Now, next week, I was looking at next week, and um, there's like two shows in one video, which I'm going to record both shows, but I'm going to s- split it up. We have September 29th, 82, and uh, one following that, which I forget what the date on that one was. But these are the follow-up shows to this one. And then I have a couple of uh, live event shows on my list here as well. Take a look at those ones. We have first from August. Wait, did we did we do August 8th of 86? I don't think so. It doesn't ring a bell. All right, so we have August 8th, 1986 as well next week. So we have that one, and we have the September 29th episode of Mid-South. Very good. And we will be back with our final segment, Wrestling Roulette. All right, Ben's final segment. Are you ready for Wrestling Roulette? Yes, sir. All right. 21 tracks. I play only 10 seconds. My co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Here we go with your first theme. The Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys. Jinder Mahal, you must want a lot of attention on today's show. My God. I'm going to have nightmares of Shaggy dancing. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I'm trying to go to sleep after this. I mean, you're reminding me of what Jinder's theme. What the hell? Is that Jackie Gata? Nope. Who was it? That is Eve. Oh, okay. Alright, uh, two and one. Here we go, track four. God. Cameron, you gotta stop. Yeah. Uh, yes. uh, oh, I I have no idea. That might be the hardest one in the history of wrestling rules. <laughs> Who could that possibly be, Elio? Um. Uh, uh. Is it Stone Cold Steve Austin? Four and one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Your next one. Oh, 
haven't the slightest idea, to tell you the truth. That is Tony Storm. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> was that uh, an NXT or AEW theme? Uh, NXT, well, I, I'm going to say, yeah, NXT, because I can see the X in the background there. Alright, here we go, track number seven. Could you replay that one time? Oh man, um, I feel I feel like it's a tag team, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That is Cedric Alexander. Oh, shit. Okay, four and three. You are track number eight. Um. Is that Arthur's pain? No. Who that was is it? Dominic Dijakovic. Oh, Jesus Christ. Alright, uh, four and four. Here we go. Who's gonna win it? Track number nine. Here we go. Roman Reigns before he became the tribal chief. Roman Reigns. Alright. Number 10. Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock. 6 and 4. Okay, here we go. No more words. Jeff Hardy. Very good. All right. Track 12. So, Lone Wolf, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, 8 and 4. That is Rich Swan. Okay, well, I, I don't, I don't watch Impact or anything. Yeah, but this was his uh, NXT theme. Okay. All right. So eight and five. You go track fourteen.
The Usos. The Usos, nine five. <laughs> I'm beginning to think you can you, you put that in there just so you can do that impression. Santino, <laughs> Santino Morella. Santino Morella, ten and five. By the way, side note: um, NXT level up. Uh, we had the debut of Ariana Grace, and for those who don't know, that is Santino Morella's daughter. Oh, very cool. All right, so ten and five. Here we go. I don't know, Zia Lee. No, that is Kushida. Oh, sorry. Right, so ten and six. Here we go. Track seventeen. Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that? Uh, I have not a clue. That is Ivory. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, okay. Alright, here we go. Track 18. Um, fuck. Um, I don't know. Almost. Hey, that that is Odyssey Jones. Yeah, I don't watch NXT. So. All right, so that is eleven and nine. You attract twenty. Nikki Cross. Alright, so that is um, 11 and 9. Not bad. Here we go, your last one. Are you ready? Yes, sir. To others, um, oh my god, is that uh, is that Andre Chase? No, who, who was it? That is the Forgotten Sons. Oh god, you know what? Fuck <laughs> no, no, you know what? We, we're gonna cut that one out because that guy's an asshole, he made a real dick out of himself on social media. We're not gonna end it on that one. Alright, here we go. Next one. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Play it one more time. Okay. One more time. Asuka. Asuka. 12 and 9. All right. Very cool. Not bad. All right. So, Ben, we see bring the show to a close here. Very good. All right, fans. So, in the meantime and in between time, that's it. Another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Tomorrow night, AEW Double Nothing. Uh, I'll be back on uh, maybe because I'm not sure what exactly is going on. But if not, we will be back here on Tuesday with all your results. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, unlike, unlike the actual uh, Double or Nothing car, which may run long, so you might uh, you might have trouble uh, you might have trouble getting to bed um, that night. So uh, on Tuesday, make sure you have plenty of caffeine so you can stay up with the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast for all your results. We should, we and, should, we uh, should, we should come on early uh, Tuesday night so we can get done earlier. Yes, well, let's, let's say we do um, 7 o'clock again. That works, and by the time we're done, it'll be like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Okay, yeah, because I feel like, um, now granted we had interruptions, but I'd be interested to see uh, how long this one goes once you edit it down, because it felt like it went a while, but, it, you know, I don't know. But in the meantime, uh, we will try not to bore you with our double or nothing results show. Enjoy the show and we will see you on Tuesday. Welcome to the greatest love.